Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. And that's what we've been looking at for a few weeks now, is being an overcomer. And the Bible tells us that we do that by faith. So get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us. We saved you a seat right here in the front. And the reason I say that is because uh, don't have the idea that we're coming into your space. No, come on into this faith environment with us and turn off everything. It can wait. Turn off everything that could distract you for the next few minutes. Give the Lord your full attention and you'll get something really good. Father, all of us agree together as touching this, asking you for the anointing, the working and moving of your Holy Spirit that does things that only he can do. We ask for answers. We ask for light uh, of the the revelation of the truth of your word that, that makes us free when we put it into practice. Thank you for doing it. We know it's your will, and we thank you for giving us this day our daily bread. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you look please again in the scripture at 1 John, the fifth chapter, at our text for this series that we're calling Faith That Overcomes. In 1 John 5, 1, it says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Verse 4 says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. Being a a Christian is not just adhering to a set of mental tenets or moral code. Uh, Jesus told uh, Nicodemus, who was a very religious man, he told him, he said, you must be born again. Or the, the text actually could read, you must be born from above. And he is uh, distinguishing between a natural physical birth, which would be being born from below on the earth, and being born from above, a, a rebirth of the human spirit. I know people, you know, there's folks that don't understand and they mock and say derogatory things about born again uh, people and Christians, but that's just them showing their ignorance. Uh, there is... Just like there's the birth of the human body and being, there is a spiritual birth. And it happens when you acknowledge that you cannot save yourself no matter what you do and that you are undone and lost without a Savior, but that God sending His Son, Jesus, is the Savior that mankind had to have. And that if you believe on Him, 
and you receive what he has done for us through the work of the cross the, uh, and, and the death, the burial, the resurrection, the ascension, you believe the scriptures, you receive him as your Lord, you don't just have some additional knowledge. <laughs> when you do that, a, a gigantic spiritual change happens inside you. You cease being the person you were. Now, you still got the same body. You still got the same mind, same brain. But we're not just a body and a brain, a body and a mind. We are spirit beings. God is a spirit, and he's the father of spirits, and we're created in his likeness and image. But man without God is spiritually dead. You can't be alive apart from God who is life. Now, you can exist, and that, you, you know, we don't fully understand all of that, but you can exist and yet not have the life of God in you. And there is what the Bible talks about, the second death. Uh, sometimes people commit suicide, saying they're, they're so in so much pain and whatever, they, they just want to end it all. But what they don't realize is that's not the end. You know, killing yourself, you did not end it all. And if you were not saved, it went from terrible to awful beyond description. You... Uh, I heard a person saying one time that uh, they had decided to commit suicide and they, they did and they died, but paramedics and what have you got to them in time and brought them back. And they said the moment that they killed themselves, the moment that they came out of their body, they had such regret that they had done what they did to themselves. And... And realized, you know, their, their terrible lost condition, they were so thankful that, that the paramedics got them back and they had another opportunity. You know, the Bible tells us as Christians, we are not our own. Even our bodies have been bought with a price. Your body, if you're a believer, it's not your own to destroy on a whim. It's his. He bought it. He paid for it. And you better ask him before you put a, a bullet through its brain. Ask him if he wants you to do that. He'll tell you no. It's his body. Stop that. And give him an opportunity. Just give him some time to show you how he can fix what's wrong in your life. How he can change it. Somebody just... Pray this prayer with me if it's in your heart. Say it out loud. Father God, I acknowledge I am bought with a price. I am not my own to just decide to kill myself. I'm not my own. I belong to you to do your will, to do your service. And I say, not my will, but your will be done. I will trust you and wait on you and give you time and follow you. Thank you, Lord, for doing something with my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Something 
worthwhile, something that's a success in him. Hallelujah. I know it can look bad. I know it can be bad. And the torment that you've experienced, that's not God. That's not coming from him. That's the evil one. That's the enemy. He is cruel beyond description. He is so evil in his torment and harassment of human beings. And this is going on all over. But you can be totally free. You can be completely free from that and have the peace of God that passes understanding, keeping your heart and mind. And you can focus, learn to focus your mind on his things instead of all those, those bad things. And your life can be just totally different. In a short amount of time, you can look back and, and it seems like the way you were living is a bad dream that happened to somebody else. Your life has changed so much. But you've got to give God time. Give him an opportunity to do what he's telling you to do and then watch what he does. Somebody say, I trust you, Lord. I, I, trust, I trust you, Lord. Lord. He said, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Go to Romans, please, again, the 10th the chapter. We've been looking at this. Romans 10, he, he was talking about how one is born of God. You believe it in your heart. You say it with your mouth. And he, he went into detail about how in order for that to happen, you have to believe something if you're going to call on the Lord and be saved. And in order to believe something, you have to hear something preached and taught. And in order for something to be preached and taught, there has to be ministers called and anointed and sent. And then having said that, in verse 15, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Their feet brought them there. <laughs> they, they got there by their, that means and walking and and all that goes with that. And it is beautiful when you hear the message that changes your life. When you get the answers you were always looking for. That's a beautiful thing. And he said that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. What is the gospel? People say good news. It is. You could also say good report, good tidings, good announcement of good things. The good news of the good things. Do you see the phrase glad tidings of good things? That's the gospel. But then immediately he says, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. You can tell whether people believe the gospel or not, the good news, by their response. If someone who is in trouble financially, uh, a Christian, and you tell them, it's God's will for your needs to be met. Uh, our God will supply all of your needs. And, and um, you can trust him and look to him. He wants you to have what you need, and even some nice things that's just desires. He gives us richly all things to enjoy. 
the scripture said. If you tell somebody that and they're still depressed and upset over their circumstances, what do you know? They didn't believe believe the report. Come on, can you see that? They're still down. They're still depressed. They're still, see, they're looking for something else. You gave them the good news. Same good news the Lord gave you. But they're not rejoicing. Because why? If you, uh, if you're in a bad way physically and you hear the good report, himself took your infirmities, bore your sicknesses, carried your pains. By his stripes, we were healed. And with long life, he'll satisfy us and show us his salvation. Show us how he can save. If you believe that, what do you do? You go, whoo. <laughs> Right? Praise God. It was looking bad there for a while. You know? And it was feeling bad. But whoo, praise God. I am not without a healer. I have the great physician. Amen. Hallelujah. And he's on my case. And Jesus has already paid for it. And it's available to me. And whatever it takes, I'm going to trust him. I'm going to believe him. And I'm going to follow him. And as I do, he will lead me out of this debility and weakness and problem into full strength, full health. If I believe the report. If I don't believe the report, people will say, yeah, I know those scriptures. I've heard those scriptures. But, you know, the doctor said this was (laughs) incurable. Huh? Huh? And I've had this for 15 years and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. See, they don't believe the report. Even though they may have heard it many times, doesn't mean you believe it. Even though you can quote it, doesn't mean you believe it. Because if you believe it, you obey it. And then the arm of the Lord is revealed. He, he said, to who... who Has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Is the rest of that verse. So then faith comes by a report. And the report by the word of God. Or by hearing what God has said. Go with me back to Numbers again. The 13th chapter. We've been looking at that. We began looking at that. And this is. uh, If you're not familiar with Numbers 13 and 14 then you're, you're missing a big chunk of foundational faith material. This is, you get to see it so graphically. So uh, as we study this, mark these places. They need to be something that becomes part of your foundation in how you see things and how you respond and, and don't respond. Uh, we're given examples in the Scripture in the Old Testament of things to do and things not to do. Good example, examples of good and examples of bad. And uh, uh, you see it so clearly here. God had delivered his people out of Egyptian slavery. They had been there for centuries. Four centuries. And um, they're, uh, uh, so, you know, all they've ever known And all their parents knew was being a slave. You don't own the clothes on your back. 
You are property of another and you are, you don't get to make your own decisions or do your own things. You, you are worked and, and especially in recent times, they were pushed beyond limit. People were dying and breaking out there. They, the hard labor and harsh taskmasters. And uh, God heard the cries of his people. He had promised to Abraham, their ancestor, that he would deliver them. (laughs) And by the grace of God, here it comes. And through Moses and Aaron, they faced Pharaoh down. And he kept saying, no, no, I won't let you go. (laughs) And they said, yeah, yeah, you will. And Sign and wonder after sign and wonder, which if you understood some of the history of of the Egyptians, those different plagues and, and, and signs were showing God's power and superiority over what they worshiped, like the Nile and all these things, things they had their faith in and their trust in. They even had their own, you remember these, uh, um, oh, they practiced dark arts and it was their priests and their stuff and they tried to show down with, with Moses and Aaron. It seemed like they kind of held with them for the first few rounds, but then it got too bad for them. <laughs> they, they, they couldn't, I mean, no, uh, you can't hang with God. <laughs> Trying. <laughs> but see, they, they thought they didn't believe in God. But God through, the Bible said, through a, a high hand, through a mighty arm. And see, we've been talking about that, believe the report, the arm of God is revealed. Uh, brought them out. And the Bible said, the psalmist said, he brought them out with silver and with gold. And there was not one feeble person among their tribes. That's miraculous. Because in a slave nation of hundreds and hundreds of thousands who are overworked, malnourished, abused. You know, you got sick and broken people all through there. And yet, after the Passover lamb, <laughs> when they came out, they were no, not one feeble. Among all the tribes is their healing in redemption. Yes. See, can, can you see that? There was, there was healing and silver and gold. Silver and gold. Is there provision in redemption? See, he, he brought them out of slavery and being lost, not even having their own selves, and he healed them and put money in their pockets. Now they're ready for the next phase. They're ready for the promised land. And how many know when you get saved, you need to be healed? You need to have your needs met? Now you're ready for what? The plan of God. You're right. You're ready to be of use to him and do what? Because enough sickness can limit you to the point where you're of little value in the work of God. Enough poverty can limit you to where you can't go anywhere, you can't do anything. Poverty and sickness and disease are never the perfect will of God. Are you listening, class? If you think, well, I don't know about that. Friend, do not stop until you get this settled from the Word of God. No. The enemy, there's an enemy in the world. There's a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. These things are stealing. Sickness robs you of your health, 
of your strength, of your vitality. It robs your spouse of their spouse. It robs your children of their parents. It, it robs God of, of somebody that's able to go and do things. Poverty is a thief. Right? If you got enough lack in your people are starving for not enough to eat. There's no way that's ever the will of God. Amen. No way. No way. God made a rich, vast universe. There's more than, enough, more than enough resources on our planet for everybody down here to be rich, rich, rich. But it's not handled right. And there's thieving and lying and stealing and destruction, and none of that's coming from God. That's coming from the, the wickedness of men and from the work of the evil one, Amen. the devil. Notice, once they had been delivered out of this slavery, healed and got money in their pockets, they get to the border, finally, of where the land is that God said he's given them. The land that you've got to remember, they couldn't see it on TV. They couldn't Google it. <laughs> is that right? Uh-uh. No... They've been in Egypt. They're cut off from the rest of the world. They, they have no idea what's there except God told them through Moses. He told them that he had spied out a land for them. Now, when God personally picks out something for you, you know it's going to be nice. Is that right? You, know? you will not be able to improve. <laughs> on what he picked out for you. <laughs> Did you know a, a side thought on that is the Bible said, Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. Do you know he's getting a place ready for us right now? He's picking some things out <laughs> and doing some things. And you know what you're going to do when you see it? You're going to go, ooh, wow, whoa. That's what I always wanted. And it's what I always wanted that I didn't know that I wanted. <laughs> oh, Jesus, you are just too much. <laughs> it's going to be great. And we want to take everybody we can with us. Right? We don't want anybody to miss out on that. You don't want to miss out on that. This is not a fairy tale. This is real. And everybody will find out when they breathe their last. But for some, it'll be too late because they will have rejected their salvation their whole life long. Uh, they got to the border and Moses sent these 12 individuals, one from each uh, tribe, to do reconnaissance and to check out the land. And when they came back, they brought the report. Verse 25, they returned from searching of the land after 40 days. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them. Another way of saying that is they, they came and gave to give the report on their reconnaissance mission. And you know that the, the excitement was palpable among all those hundreds of thousands of people out there. They've been waiting you know, actually longer than this, but during their travels and their deliverance and everything else, they keep hearing about where are we going? We're going to Canaan land, the land that flows with milk and honey. It can sound like uh, uh, nobody's ever been there of these people and, 
And nobody's ever seen it. And, uh, but it sounds like a fairy tale almost. The land that flows with milk and honey. And so finally, finally, people we know and trust, you know, to tell us have been out there. They have seen it. They just got back yesterday. They're giving the report today. So, man, nobody missed this. Everybody was there. Everybody was there. And so they stand up and speak. They showed them. They brought back word to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they told them, we came into the land where you sent us. And surely it flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. And, and the excitement must have been pegging the needle when they heard that it's really true. What we've been hearing is there is a place that's beautiful. Now, you got to remember, a lot of the place they've experienced in recent times is desert, <laughs> barren, bleak, dry, no water, no vegetation. And here it's true. Just what God said is true. You know, surprise, surprise. <laughs> what God said is true. It's a beautiful land. Hills, valleys, uh, the rains, rain on it softly and water it. Uh, I'm putting some other scriptures together. You don't even have to irrigate it like they did where they came from because the rains come and uh, it flows with milk and honey. It's true, it's true, it's true. Everybody's smiling, everybody's happy. And then the guy's talking, go, wait, 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 wait. Nevertheless, I almost want you to tell you, you want to take a magic marker and just go through, go, go through that one. Because this, this is where it all went wrong. This is where everything took the wrong turn and went off the rails. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. The Amalekites dwell in the land in the south. You got Hittites and Jebusites, Amorites in the mountains, Amalekites in the south, Canaanites by the sea, and on the coast, giants everywhere. Walled cities everywhere. And you would have been able to feel the hush, the size of despair why the dream is dying can you see that the excitement is leaving and being replaced with despair the enemy try to do that to you today he will try to steal your joy and if he does that he can steal your strength he'll try to steal the dream of the good things that God has said to you, planned for you, and given to you. But you've got to make up your mind. I am holding on to the good report. Nothing can rend it out of my heart and out of my hand. Somebody say, Lord, Lord I believe your report. I believe your report. Nothing, Nothing can make me doubt it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and our time's up again. 
You got to come back tomorrow. We're just getting into this. We'll see you again soon back here in Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 